It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. We couldn't pass a horse without Charlie saying, Can I show you something in an Oxford? (laughs) Ah, and then he'd laugh, and I'd laugh. Sometimes even the horse would laugh. I mean, I was the one who thought up big squeaky toys for cows. By the time I got to high school, the kids had made up this really mean nickname for me just because I had hairy legs. What'd they call you? Rose with the hairy legs. You could call me Enrique. No, I don't think I can. Maybe I better talk to Nurse Defarge. I think I could handle it with a little more tact. Ah, good morning, ladies. Not for you, nursey, nurse, nurse, nurse. was actually able to deceive me once. (laughs) Do tell, Rose. (laughs) St. Olaf's most famous OBMAG. What's that? Obstetrician magician. (laughs) The amazing Shapiro. He delivered Bridget. (sighs) But it was so confusing. It's a girl. Now it's a dove. Now it's a glass of milk. I don't know how he got her in that deck of cards. But there she was, right after the King of Hearts. Is this your baby? A lot of people probably want to know, what's your secret? What advice would you give to other people who want to have a rich, long life like you've enjoyed? When I pontificate, it sounds so, so, you know, oh, she's preaching. I'm not preaching, but I think maybe I learned it from my animal friends. Kindness and, and consideration of somebody besides yourself. And I think that that keeps you feeling young. I really do. That was the late, great Betty White. Betty White, may you rest in peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Navarro Mail Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And Jeremy, what a sad, sad way to end 2021 with the passing of a legend such as Betty White. Uh, she was just a few weeks away from turning 100 years old. And uh, according to sources, it seems that she passed away of natural causes. She wasn't ill. Uh, everybody, like, they, they asked what, what was wrong with her. And they were like, nothing. She's perfectly fine. And then she just, she's gone, man. And that, that hurt so many people across america she was america's sweetheart america's jewel icon everything under the sun 
she will be incredibly missed by so many people, including myself. And to be honest with you, man, I, it's crazy because we, my mom, she was uh, she was actually a Golden Girls fan, and Betty White was the one that would always crack her up all <laughs> the time. I mean, could you blame her? No, not a bit. I mean, the woman was one of the funniest human beings that has ever lived. Um, her dry sense of humor and, um, you know, she was such a smart woman, but always played kind of such a ditz and had this very dry um, ability to, to deliver this punchline that just absolutely slayed people. So, oh man, it's a huge loss. It really is. Yeah, I heard about it. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, well, <laughs> looks like uh, 2021 just had to go ahead and give us that small little jab right before it freaking ended. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, the, the good thing is that we, we I'm, I'm sure that her birthday celebration, which I believe is uh, January 17th, is going to be more of the celebration of her life at this point, because she was planning a huge party. She was planning a huge party to like celebrate her 100 years. And even when Corona started happening, <laughs> happening, there were memes all over the place saying, we must protect the queen, you know, <laughs> like we must protect <laughs> Betty White. And I mean, that's how much she was loved. And it's so crazy to think that she had no children, but she had millions of children all around the world that loved her and that will now miss her because I mean, she was just she was just so like the she had this like innocence about her but at the same time she would really screw with you at the same time oh yeah i mean that that innocent facade you know definitely hid a a more raunchy and um irreverent humor that she had and that's what i think made people really love her and and not not to mention the fact of the matter that she was a major animal advocate. I mean, she she loved animals. She loved animals, and as we saw in the Kita Couric uh, interview, I mean, she took lessons from the animals about how to be kind with one another, how to be kind to other people, and I think that just that just emphasized her 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 the person that she is. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the person that she was actually at this point and the person that she is, she'll forever be that person to all of us, mm -hmm. regardless if she's if she's here physically or not. She will always be that person to all of us. And man, she just embodied what sweetness was in a person. I mean, I've never heard in, in like all the years that she was in the entertainment industry, there was never any type of controversial issues or nothing like that. She was just so pure and the comedy that she always brought to the to the screen and everything was just so amazing and i mean he, she even she even trumped ryan reynolds at one point when they were doing the 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 trailer for the proposal and they were doing like uh i guess mock interviews about it and she would just i just love that whole video and when she's like uh hi brian and he's like no, no no it's 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 ryan it's ryan <laughs> Like she would go ahead and uh, one of the scenes was like she would pretend she would try to like cry and she's like oh no Ryan's being mean to me and she's flipping him off while she's saying while she's hugging Sandra Bullock I'm like, I'm like that is one evil old lady right there but I love oh, her yeah. she's gangster you, you couldn't mess with Betty man you couldn't mess with her and I honestly I love the work she did with animals she was a huge supporter of the LA Zoo and worked with them to make sure that the animals were well taken care of and um 
you know, she just, she had this amazing relationship with, um, you know, these organizations that did great work for animals. And again, with her, I mean, her personality, no one has ever had a bad word to say about the woman. And in all these years, I've never heard one interview, one person ever say anything derogatory about Betty White. You just can't, you really, you really can't, you really can't. And again, you know, she's going to be greatly missed, always remembered, uh, Betty White. And now she's with her husband because that's, uh, that was the one greatest loss of her life is that she lost the love of her life. And uh, now she's with him. She's happy. Uh, I'm sure she's happy wherever she is. We're sad. The world is a little bit sadder uh, that Betty White is gone. But uh, my condolences go to her family and to the fans that that will always love and miss Betty White. Uh, in other in other news, Jeremy, I haven't seen you since last year. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hasn't been long enough. <laughs> Uh, and something's never changed. <laughs> they will never change. But you know what? What has changed is that we are now part of a brand new home, DAVI Radio Los Angeles. So, I mean, thank you, DAVI, for uh, bringing us in to your world. And, uh, you know, we, we're here for you to examine our reality as our intro song always goes. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's 2022, brand new beginning. Happy New Year to you. Uh, I mean, I, I unfortunately had to spend New Year's uh, New Year's Day after, uh, evening with you, but uh, I was there mostly for Joni because it was, you know, her birthday. You know, so I had to. Hey, be there for I her. had to. I had to put up with you too. It goes both ways. You know what? I mean, I, I, between you, your brother, and your sons, you guys all pick on me. Like, I, what is this? A family trait of yours now? Just pick on Dave? Yes, it's it's in the blood. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I'm like the little I'm like the little brother of you guys. You guys are always like picking on me, and I'm just so innocent and 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 sweet ah! and, and and. Pardon me while I while I give a hearty guffaw. What? I mean, you know what? If you could go ahead and tell, if you could go ahead and ask the audience, the the listeners, that listen to us all the time, they can agree that I'm a perfect little angel. I do nothing wrong. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is just that. You know what? That's just that's just wrong. That's that's wrong. That's wrong. How about we move from fiction to actual news. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. That was a good transition, though. I'm not going to lie. That is a good transition. But yeah, speaking <laughs> speaking of other news, Patton Oswald is actually under fire because uh, over the weekend, uh, he took a picture with his longtime friend, Dave Chappelle. And uh, a lot of people were pretty much criticizing him because obviously, you know, everybody's been trying to cancel Dave Chappelle for the longest time uh, over his uh, over his 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 views uh, in the trans community. And uh, it's just it's one of those things where Patton had to go ahead and defend himself and say pretty much, quote, we 100 percent disagree with, about transgender rights and representation. I support trans people's rights, anyone's rights to live safely in the world as their fullest selves. Uh, he he also went ahead and, and continued on by saying, you know, someone that long, see the struggles and changes. It's impossible to cut them off, impossible not to be hopeful and open and cheer them on. Um, you know, he he basically he's basically defending his stance on why he went ahead and took the picture with Dave Chappelle. And honestly, Jeremy, I mean, 
I have to go ahead and agree with Oswald because at the end of the day, this is this is a friendship. I mean, he started with Dave Chappelle. Like he basically, they both started uh, virtually together, and it's a 34-year relationship. You just can't cut someone off just because they have a difference of opinion. As long as they are not uh, doing anything violent or or hurting anybody, and it's just an opinion. You can't really cut them off like that. I mean, that, that, I, I don't agree with a lot of people just going after uh, Patton for this. Because, I mean, this is this is, this is is his prerogative. It's a friend of his that he's known for 34 years. Well, I mean, we've gotten to a point in this country, unfortunately, where if someone disagrees with us, we just, oh, I can't, I can't be around that person. I can't, you know, it's not what this country was. Okay. People with differing opinions always manage to get along and find a way. And unless we get back to that, this whole thing's going to burn down. And this is just a small piece of that. It really is. You know, I mean, people have to get back to being okay with people who don't see the world the way they do. Okay, I, I don't agree with Dave Chappelle's take on any of that. I fully support, you know, trans people, trans rights. And, you know, I may not understand a lot of it, but I fully support it. You know, I mean, it's, I, I fully support anybody being whoever they want to be, you know. Um, but again, I mean, I'll give an example for me. Um, you know, my, my old friend, Kirk Cameron, uh, has done a lot of things over the years that I probably don't agree with. Um, he has a lot of viewpoints that we definitely don't agree on, but you know, he's someone I've known for almost 40 years now. It's, you know, 38 years, 37 years, and he's still my brother, you know, I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's family. So when I see him, am I going to give him a big hug and say hi and take pictures and, and love all on him? Of course I am. Just because him and I disagree does not mean I can't still love the guy. So, you know, I understand where Patton's coming completely on this or coming from completely on this. And honestly, as a country, we need to get back to this, you know, cutting people off, just absolutely cutting people off because of this is not the way to change anything. You know, it's I, I'll go. I. I get on my soapbox for a second. I mean, that's how I feel about the whole China issue as well. You know, everybody's like, oh no, we can't do business with China. We can't do anything that has to do with China. We can't. That's not how you change people's views by cutting them off and isolating them. That's not how you change, you know, the world. You change it by actually touching and affecting their lives. True, true. And I mean, it's going back to what you were talking about with, with, uh, with Kirk. I mean, you've been friends with him. I mean, he was your brother on the show, but he was also your brother in real life as well. You can't mm -hmm. like that's someone you just can't cut off just because they have different viewpoints on certain things. And I mean, granted, you, you can disagree with them. I mean, hell, you disagree with your real brothers. I mean, you know, like, I mean, it's just that's just the difference of opinion. Uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I cut you off for 10 bucks, but that's just me. That's beside the point. It wouldn't uh, take 10. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, I at least give you some worth, okay? <laughs> Five and some change and I'll walk. No problem. <laughs> Oh, folks, let me just tell you this right now. In case you tuned into the Navarro Mello Report for the very first time, this right here is normal. <laughs> <laughs> this will never change. Honestly, how sad is this? This is one of my best friends. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> but, I mean, the love is there. You have to really, really look hard. You got to dig. It. You got to dig deep. 
<laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, it's it's again, it's one of those things where everybody has an opinion. That's why we. That's why we live in a country that it has freedom of speech. You can be free to to say what you want. But these days, even if you're free to say what you want, it still comes back and hurts you so badly. And it's like, well, let's make a distinction here. Okay, we have freedom of speech. We do not have freedom from consequences of that speech. Okay, that's that's a distinction people seem to have forgotten. Okay, we're allowed to feel however we want, and we're allowed to express that however we want. But you're not free from the consequences of those actions. Now, again, we've talked about this. I don't give much credit to the whole cancel culture thing because nobody's really been canceled. Every one of these people is still working, has still gone out and made a living, you know, there's very, very few people who've actually been canceled. True. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, Dave Chappelle. Let me just let me just put it this way: Dave Chappelle is the type of person that you can't really cancel. The guy, the Chappelle Show, was such a controversial show for the longest time, and it was one of the longest running and most popular shows of its time. You can't cancel someone like Dave Chappelle because he'll tell you how it is. He'll tell you how it is. And if you like him, great. If you don't, great. It doesn't really matter to him. The guy's still making millions of dollars. The guy still has a huge, huge fan base. And that's just what it's going to boil down to. It's like, okay, great. You want to cancel me? Well, good luck. <laughs> you know? So I see your point, how the cancel culture really, it's there, but it doesn't really exist. But at the same time, it's i don't know cancel culture is coming very dangerously close to bullying in my opinion like they love to bully people to the point where you either see it our way or you're gonna be canceled too it almost feels like high school well like, again, again that's that's the problem is we have no room or tolerance anymore for other people's ideas when it differs from ours and again you don't have to agree you don't have to um even really see their side if if you can't i mean i can't see the side of telling another human being that you don't have a right to live how you want i i don't see that side but it doesn't mean he doesn't have a right to that opinion and it doesn't mean he's an awful evil person you know overall just because he holds that opinion true true and I mean, it, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm glad that uh, that Oswald decided to go ahead and pretty much stand up for himself and say, look, I'm not giving up my friendship because you guys are pissed. Basically, he said it in a much more eloquent way, but that's basically what he said. I'm not giving up my friendship for you guys just because you guys are all an up, uppity about, you know, what he has to say. That's his opinion. That's not my opinion. I mean, we all are entitled to it. And it, like, again, it's just... It, Every time I hear cancel culture, it always just goes like it brings me back to high school, how peer pressure. It's all about peer pressure. It's all about, OK, uh, you know, you know, you can't hang out with that person. Right. It's almost like the popular kids mm -hmm. in school. It's like, you know, you can't hang out with that person. Right. Because that person is not popular enough. You if you hang out with them, then your social your, your social uh, your, your uh, what is it? Your social reputation is over if you hang out with them. Come on, grow up. I mean, this is getting ridiculous that you're going to go ahead and act like it's high school all over again. Give me a break here. But uh, like I said, we, we have to get back to, you know, being OK with people viewing the world differently than we do. It's we have to get back to that. It's it's missing drastically from our society right now. True. 
true. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what uh, if cancel culture decides to try to cancel uh, Oswald for taking a picture with uh, Dave Chappelle or for hanging out with Dave Chappelle. Highly doubt it, but you know that's just good. That's just good PR for for Patton. That's for sure. Uh, in other news, real quick, I wanted to go ahead and uh, and talk a little bit about Cobra Kai, uh, the Netflix original series. Uh, it premiered, its its season premiere actually came out uh, on the 31st. It came out uh, on New Year's Eve. And uh, man, I, I was binge watching it, man. I was like, <laughs> I, it was so hard not to because they grabbed you. They did grab you at the beginning and all the way until the end. And to be honest with you, it was actually a really good, I liked it. I liked the show. I mean, I talked to you about this over the weekend, Jeremy, uh, that the fact of the matter that they definitely left room for other uh, characters to come back. I'll just I'll just put it that way there. And there's definitely a big surprise ending. If you haven't seen it, watch Cobra Kai in time i mean you know i'm sure youtube has probably done enough, enough spoilers that i don't have to do it myself but i'm not going to but i'm just gonna say watch cobra kai check it out actually has a very evil surprise ending that nobody really expected but uh yeah it was it was actually a good one and it still leaves for more uh characters from the past to return let's just put it that way uh another show that actually premiered uh this week was the book of boba fett and man, John Favreau, the guy, he, dude, he knows how to grab a person from the very beginning. And that show, and I know that you have your own reservations of the show. We talked about it again. Uh, and I agree with you with those reservations is how in the world did Boba Fett, you know, escape? Uh, what was the monster's name again? Sarlacc. Yeah. Because in, in obviously, if you guys watched uh, episode, what was it? Episode five? Was it? One, two, three, four. Uh, three, four, five, yeah. Six. No, it was six. Episode six. No. Four, five, six. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, six. it was episode six. Yeah, it was Return of the Jedi. I'm trying to remember. They had it all well, out of black, of all the so. sequences, yeah. yeah. It's like crazy. I'm trying to remember here. But if you remember in episode six, uh, Return of the Jedi, that Sarlacc, when, when they were pretty much sentenced to death, it wasn't so much death. Sarlacc is supposed to digest you for like a thousand years or something like that, but yet... Boba Fett was able to escape Sarlacc. And if you watch the book of Boba Fett, you'll see how he escaped, but it still it still makes no sense how easy that escape was. I mean, granted, it really is my only issue with it. I did see the first episode. I did enjoy it. It definitely um, it, it's intriguing and it definitely grabs you. But for me, that was a little a little bit hard to swallow it took away from it just a little bit um <laughs> no no pun intended on sarlacc <laughs> yes there are complete <laughs> puns intended <laughs> well yeah because it is hard to swallow for him he's just digesting it <laughs> but the show was very interesting and uh good performances and i have to say it definitely left you wondering you know what's going to happen in the next one yeah because there's still a lot of unanswered questions uh, in the first one, again, John makes like he 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 has a habit of just grabbing you and pulling you in and keeping you there the entire time. And uh, I was actually watching this. I was wondering when uh, the Mandalorian's coming out, and I and I searched, and it looks like the Mandalorian doesn't come out until uh, probably early this year. They didn't exactly give us an exact date yet, but the Mandalorian is still coming back. 
uh, minus Gina Carano, obviously. She she went on a little bit of a rant and uh, Disney decided to fire her uh, and her character from uh, The Mandalorian. So uh, there might be some changes, new characters coming in. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also kind of looking forward to uh, Obi-Wan. Uh, because it pretty much talks about, I know you're not looking forward to it, Jeremy, because of a certain actor that's going to be reprising his role. <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh man, I'm really, really not pleased about this. I, I really hope Christian has, you know, maybe improved over the years. I mean, time On does. acting classes, maybe? <laughs> hey, you know, anything would be, would be a step up from his performance in the first three films. So, um... God, yeah, that's what I'm really not not looking forward to. Um, you know, it's such a Obi Wan's such an awesome character, yeah. and um, I, I I just hope they do it justice, and I hope the performances are are worth are worthy. <laughs> well, I mean, my my curiosity, and I still continue with the curiosity here, is they're bringing back Hayden Christensen. And I get it. He plays Anakin Skywalker. But in this version, I mean, he's now Darth Vader. Are they also going to hire uh, uh, James Earl Jones to do the voice of Darth Vader? How is how is Anakin going to look over the years? I mean, is he going to like have all the scars and everything? That's all what I'm curious about, because it basically just taught like it's, it's basically the years that Obi-Wan was in exile. And and it just talks about all like all the adventures he pat he went through while he was in exile. And I personally thought that Obi Wan just like became a hermit in a cave and just stayed there his entire life. But apparently they're gonna go ahead and add some story to it and make it seem that he I guess he didn't stay there the entire time. He probably traveled to different planets, different worlds, helping others, and while at the same time still maintaining his cover of. Uh, people not knowing that he was one of the last remaining Jedi's otherwise he'd get killed because the Jedi's were being hunted at that time so it'll be interesting to see exactly how they're going to go ahead and uh, and implement all these different uh, scenarios for Obi-Wan who's all, who, who obviously we know that um, that uh, that uh, the actor that played Obi-Wan I, I can't remember his name Jeremy McGregor. Was, thank you God, I'm horrible. It's 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 just it's Monday. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> and I, thank you. That exactly. That's what you're here for. That's exactly what you're here for. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be really cool to see Ian McGregor. I, I I actually loved him as Obi Wan. I thought he was a great young Obi Wan Kenobi. To be honest, oh, I I did too. Ewan's performance was one of my favorite parts of those of the trilogy of the first trilogy, and uh, the tr not first trilogy, I guess the one, two, three. Um, no, I loved Ewan McGregor's performance. I loved his Obi-Wan, his take on it. So that that's actually the one part that does really kind of still intrigue me and interest me about this show. You said love Obi-Wan. No. Hey, I like Jar Jar. Shut up. No, everybody <laughs> hated him. I swear. I've seen so many memes of people cutting the guys, the, the, the thing's throat. It's hilarious. I'm like, actually, I had no problem with Jar Jar. I really had no problem with him. I thought he was kind of funny an idiot but kind of funny 
Um, you know, so I mean, I I was like, dude, why why are people hating on this character? Well, I never for me, that. for me, he was one of the lesser objectionable things in those films. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me take a while. I guess what was your primary, or who was your primary on that one? <laughs> um, anyway, so looking forward to seeing what happens this year on Disney Plus, uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Looking forward to see what happens in the second episode. What I'm a little bit upset about is that. They usually, when they start a brand new series, they usually put episode one and two together. They do like a full hour, a full uh, two hours or so of yeah. a, of an episode. They're making, this a, one, they're making one. us wait on this one. Yeah. I'm like, I, I went ahead. I'm like, all right, cool. First two episodes. I press play and then it's over. I'm like, where's the second episode? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, don't, do, don't be that guy. Don't do that to me right now. Yeah, Disney's definitely teasing us with this one. Oh my God. So bad, but it's still so good. So, I mean, definitely going to go ahead and definitely looking forward to uh, episode two of the book of Boba Fett. Uh, that's going to be this week and uh, we'll see, we'll see exactly where everything goes in other entertainment news. Uh, Alec Baldwin is addressing the uh, the uh, still continues to address uh, the issues that uh, that that happened from uh, the Rust shooting, and he's not allowing any negativity to pretty much absorb him in 2022. He went ahead and said, "quote I've had more people who have been kind and thoughtful and generous of spirit than I've had people who are malignant about the death." Uh, Helena Hutchins. Um, he goes on to say, I'm not afraid to say that and to couch that in some euphemisms, somebody died very tragically and I've gotten so much. I mean, so much goodwill from people. It's just incredible. Uh, this has been surely the worst situation I've ever been involved with. And I'm very hopeful that the people in charge with investigating this whole thing get to the truth as soon as possible. No one wants the truth more than I do. Now, this is still a continuing investigation. Uh, there hasn't been any blame placed on anybody yet. But I mean, as an actor, Jeremy, I mean, this has got to be something that he's really struggling with that could really affect how he performs in 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 different roles i mean this could, this could cause some serious ptsd in future roles having to do with guns in my opinion i mean what do you think i mean you as an actor well i mean i think it could definitely have some consequences for those type of roles for him um certainly not sure how comfortable he'll ever be you know holding a firearm on set again when you know there was a loss of life last last time but you have to imagine this is affecting almost every aspect of his life i mean taking somebody's life is a huge and horrible thing um and as i've said i you know because he was a producer uh maybe he does have bear some responsibility here i don't know what the you know circumstances really were but as an actor as i've said you know, when you're handed a weapon and told that it is safe by the armorer or the prop guy or whoever it is, um, you know, you trust that person. So I, I, again, as an actor, I've been handed a weapon many times. They've shown me many times how it can't be fired, how it's safe, how it's... So if someone told me to point that gun at someone and pull the trigger, I would. Because I, you know, I've been told it's safe. I've been shown that it's safe. So I don't know what went on on that set. There's no excuse, as I've said before, for a live weapon to ever be on a set ever again. But this has got to be devastating for him. I mean, you you can't you can't be human and and not be absolutely devastated by by accidentally taking an innocent life. 
Agreed. Agreed. And I mean, obviously, the man has no evil inside of him. He really took this incredibly hard. What happened? I mean, the day it happened, he was crying. He was hysterical uh, over what happened. I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, you'd have to have like a pretty dark heart to not be affected by something so impactful, such as killing somebody on accident. I mean, it's it's got to be something that's that's going to be haunting him for the rest of his life. I mean, he's got a lot. He's had a lot of support from his family, his wife. Uh, as he said, he's gotten more more positive people coming up to him and, and supporting him than negative, which is a good thing because in this situation, you can't really, in my opinion, I really can't blame the actor. I mean, he was told to do something. He was he was he assumed that the weapon had already been checked had already been rechecked to make sure it was uh you know there were dead rounds in it and there wasn't and in my opinion i don't i don't think he's gonna be pros i don't think he's gonna be prosecuted in my in my opinion because it wasn't his fault he was told to do something as an actor you are directed so that has to be people behind the scenes that have to that, that have to go ahead and face some sort of consequences for that uh, if they find that it was, in fact, people that were at fault were the ones behind the scenes, which, in my opinion, that's the only explanation, I think. I, I agree completely. Um, you know, as an actor, I don't think he bears responsibility. Now, being a producer on this film, he might. I don't know how hands-on he was. Oftentimes, a producer is nothing more than a name attached to a project. Um, a lot of times, they don't really do a lot of producing. But I can't imagine Alex, Alec is that hand-off hands off so um you know he could bear some responsibility from the behind the scenes you know portion i don't know i don't know how much he was responsible for the production and making sure things went right um but as an actor you you trust the people who you know who you're working with they're professionals and you if you're told a weapon is safe you trust them like i said although after this having happened if i ever you know have to hold them fire a weapon again you can bet i'm going to be testing it out first um you know very far away from other people and making sure for myself that it's safe um that's something that's coming out of this is i will never you know never point or fire a gun again without having checked it for myself agreed agreed and uh again this is an ongoing investigation we have no idea who uh, uh, they're going to blame for this uh, horrific accident, but uh, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens next. In other news, Jeremy, there's a spill on the coast of California. What's going on with that? Yeah, we have a massive sewage spill that has closed over seven miles of beaches, um, seven million gallons of untreated Ooh. wastewater. There was a... Uh, section of the county run sewer system that actually collapsed during the storms and it began pumping or releasing untreated sewage water into the storm drains and it made its way all the way to the ocean so from orange county all the way up to los angeles the beaches are closed right now and will not be open for some time um, there's high levels of bacteria and um yeah, it's just not a good scene. They're trying to clean it up right now. They brought in contractors immediately when the sewage system collapsed to start pumping out, you know, the untreated water to keep it from hitting the storm drains. But even with all of that, 7 million gallons of untreated water still hit the ocean. And uh, we've got a pretty nasty situation off the coast right now. And, and then you got, uh, you have like, 
the people that have been trying to keep the oceans clean and everything and then this happens like <laughs> talk about talk about going in reverse on in this case yeah it definitely i mean you know california definitely is on the forefront of environmental issues and has tried to take a lead in you know protecting the bays and the harbors and the oceans and yeah again we have our own disasters here i mean it's not quite as bad as you know a massive oil spill because it can be treated and a lot of the uh thankfully a lot of the bacteria is not harmful or as harmful to the sea life it's more harmful to humans so um you know thankfully this isn't hopefully going to change the ecology of the ocean you know around the area and can be cleaned up quickly i mean unless unless some of the the sewage has like uh big you know like those uh, six pack uh things or whatever or styrofoams that that cause damage to, to now, this was life. literally untreated sewage water so literally people's urine waste all that kind of yeah. stuff oh, so man. it's again it's not great but it's much more harmful for humans than it is for the sea life um so at least there's that well that stinks <laughs> but <Ba> i'm <-dum> <laughs> Where's hold on <laughs> let me see where's the rim shot hold on there it is. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I had to do it. Anyways, well, in all seriousness, I mean, just stay away from the water. I mean, not, not that anybody's going to go to the beach in this freaking freezing cold weather. weather I said weather. Uh, weather right now. Uh, it's been freezing cold these past few days here in Southern California. But uh, well, that's, that's one of the good things, at least, is that it is off season. So these shutdowns on the beaches will not affect the local businesses as bad. Um, you know, if this happened in the middle of summer, it would definitely put a strain on the businesses down there that do, you know, depend on tourism and uh, beachgoers. So at least thankfully this happened out of season and the, you know, businesses won't be seeing as big of a crunch. The only the only ones that are like crazy enough to be out there in the water right now are the surfers. They love going no, it's, cold. It's it's completely shut down. No one yeah. is allowed in the water. They've got people on the beaches. They're already doing testing, bacterial testing, all that kind of stuff. So no one is allowed in the water for this seven mile span. Oh man. Well, hopefully they'll go ahead and get that cleaned up very soon and uh, we'll have nice, nice cool beaches again here in southern california but for the moment everybody in those areas stay away don't even try to get in there because you might get really sick because that's a lot of ugh, that's that's just all bad why would you want to go ahead and swim and exactly who in the that? who in their right mind would want to go swim in you know other people's waste well the stench alone i'm sure that it's got to be smelling you, like you oh, have to ugh. imagine it can't it can't be good Oh, it's just so bad. But I mean, think we got to think the workers are out there trying to clean up as well. I mean, they have to be there and, and actually absorb this this stuff. So uh, really, really, uh, really crappy situation. <laughs> <laughs> really, too? <laughs> Two, you're gonna squeeze in two on one story. Hey, you said squeeze. <laughs> I can't help myself. Anyways, uh, we gotta change subjects quick because this is just getting all bad. The puns themselves. Anyways, in other news, I mean, Jeremy, there's there's uh, there's another update on the trucker situation. We all know uh, last week he got his sentence reduced from 110 to just 10. So the judge uh, took. 10 uh, 100 years off but there's more developing stories happening with that yeah unfortunately i mean you know there's going to be 
um, the other side of the story. And we have a brother of one of the crash victims that lost their life that is very unhappy that the governor has commuted the sentence. Um, basically, he's looking at it as, you know, this man, there's no guarantee he'll spend the whole 10 years in prison. He gets, he can get out in five years with time off for good behavior. And he doesn't, the brother does not feel that one and a half years of, of a sentence per life taken is a fair, you know, is a fair sentence for this guy. He, you know, lost his brother in this crash and he is looking at the mitigating circumstances. Um, apparently we found out a few more details in the trial and that this trucker had kind of exaggerated his experience. He was not as um, an experienced truck driver as he made out to be. Mm. And um, that played a role in this, in his panic and inexperience in dealing with this situation. Um, so the brother is not being very forgiving here. It's uh, Bill Bailey was one of the victims and his brother Dwayne is, is not happy about this. And I can understand that uh, even though I was for this, you know, the, the commuting of this sentence, I did feel that 110 years was um, excessive, but I can see where a family member would, would be hurt by this and feel that maybe this is not enough, um, an, enough of a uh, punishment for taking the life of his loved one. So it's a hard situation all around. It really is. Um, like I said, I, I definitely feel that there was some culpability for this driver and he definitely deserves some punishment. But I also felt that, you know, 110 years was excessive. But I can, you know, feel the pain this brother must be feeling. And to him, this is not justice. I agree. Uh, in, in a certain sense, I do agree. Uh, because, I mean, I, I had this kind of a back and forth debate on uh, social media on instagram especially with people that are saying you know had that been my daughter had that been my son you know i would want this guy to get the maximum penalty uh knowing the 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 news the the fact of the matter that there's still there there was still more information uh that wasn't fully released and the fact of the matter that he was he lied about his experience uh, I mean, many people knew that already. They 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 kind of already knew that uh, he lied about his experience, but apparently it seems that it was worse than we thought. Uh, in that case, yes, I do have to agree that uh, that he should have gotten a like I, I think he should have gotten a longer sentence than ten years, uh, but definitely not one hundred and ten. That's that's way too much because he didn't do it maliciously. He didn't like plan and say, "Oh, I'm going to get in this truck and kill everybody." He didn't plan on doing that. It was just. It was a mistake. He was inexperienced. And so therefore he got 10 years. 10 years may have been a little low judging from uh, from the information that's been released now. Uh, maybe he should have gotten at least maybe 20 years, double that and gotten 20 years. Maybe people would have been a little bit more accepting of that type of a sentence mm -hmm. uh, for somebody that uh, that was inexperienced. I mean, I, I got an ups. I got all uppity about it because, you know, I mean, my dad, was, dad a truck was a truck driver. driver. Exactly. Yeah, but the difference between my dad and this gentleman is that my dad had years of experience behind him. You know, he knew what to do in emergency situations. And when that accident happened that I was that both my mother and I were involved in, uh, that was a situation that could not be helped in any way. He he would he tried everything and he like there was nothing he can do aside from killing us and still taking out people in front of him and behind him if the car if the truck would have uh, turned over along with double trailers behind us. So that's a 
different situation from this one, obviously. And uh, like I said, you know, no, now knowing more of the information, yeah, I think the, that uh, 10 years was a little light. He'll be out in less than that, more than likely. I mean, with, with uh, overcrowded jails and everything, he'll probably be out in about maybe, what, three or five years or so. But, yep. I mean, knowing that there's a brother out there that's going to be pissed, he's not going to be the only one that's going to be angry at him. Who knows if there might be there might be uh, they might want to do something when he gets out. That's that's a dangerous situation right there. I hope, hopefully nobody takes things to that extreme, um, given that this, you know, was an accident. And I will say that although the names haven't been released, there have been uh, family members of the victims who were supportive of this sentence being commuted. Now, maybe not to 10 years, but they were actually in support of it being reduced from 110 years. There were family members of the victims who did support that and did think the judge should reduce it some. So like you said, now that we found out more of the facts, I do feel like 10 years maybe is a little light, but you know, it's, I, I do feel that we got closer to a just verdict, a just penalty with 10 years than 110, you know? Agreed. Agreed. And, uh, I mean, we'll, uh, hopefully the, this guy, you know, he'll, he'll, uh, He'll be he'll be okay and he'll get out okay and uh, you know I mean he's definitely can't go anywhere near a truck anywhere I mean even even if he could I doubt that he'd want to after what happened. Well, and from the statements that he made in court, um, you know that the defendant made in court, as well as you know statements he made afterwards. I mean this is something he's going to be living with the rest of his life. Correct. This is something that is still torturing him every single day up until today you know it's still going on and he still feels the tragic loss of life that he is responsible for accident or not he did cause the situation and he's gonna have to live with that the rest of his life every day i mean that's that's not gonna go away no doubt no doubt and that's that's just something that he's gonna have to continue on living with like you said i mean for the rest of his life i mean the 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 souls of those people are going to haunt him and you know he's going to have to live with that and uh not a good situation for anybody to have i mean again we go back to alec baldwin he's going to have to live with that situation as well even though it wasn't his fault at that point but still when you don't have a, an evil bone in your body and you you accidentally kill somebody that's something that you're going to have to live with that's just something that's going to be in your mind and it's going to mess with you for forever that's a hard thing to find peace from exactly so but uh yeah it is what it is uh and uh hopefully hopefully the families can uh most of the families can find some solace in uh in this sentence and uh you know everybody can move on and find uh find peace from this in other news looks like there is a <laughs> man 2022 is really starting off the bang here uh, looks like there is a combination of the flu and the coronavirus that was discovered in Israel. They're calling it they're calling it Fluorona. And uh, this is actually this is found in a young pregnant woman uh, who experienced mild symptoms at a hospital. Uh, this coming in from from the uh, from the independent saying, quote, uh, this is actually from uh, from Arnon uh, Viz. Viz, Viz 
Viznis, Viznis, God, it's a hard name to pronounce. <laughs> Viznister, Vin, I can't do it. Uh, Arnon V. We'll just say it that way because <laughs> I'm so hard I can't pronounce the name. Um, he's a director of uh, gynecology department at uh, Balenson Hospital in uh, Petati, Tikva City. And basically he said... She was diagnosed, quote, she was diagnosed with the flu and coronavirus as soon as she arrived. So looks like, I mean, so far it was, uh, it was uh, mild symptoms that she's had. So far it hasn't been anything good, but looks like they're discovering that now you can get both the coronavirus and the flu at the same time. And now in Israel, they're actually upping the dose from three doses to four doses now for people that are immunocompromised. So I just, what I don't understand, this is ha this, this has been like, it's weird. Israel for some reason has had the, you know, more of the variants come out of that country uh, that I've seen anywhere else. I mean, that, that I know of. Uh, when Omicron started, I believe it started in Israel, right? Um, no, I, I don't know that for sure. Um, Israel has definitely been one of the most vaccinated countries. Uh, they've had some of the highest rates of vaccination, but they also, being a you know holy land, are one of the most traveled sites as well. So they have people coming in from all over the place. So there's really no way to tell whether these are just developing there or have been brought there from somewhere else. Um, given I mean, they, viruses mutate anyway, so they, that's bound to happen anyway. Exactly. And again, there's a, there's a big debate going on right now about how we stop this. And the World Health Organization has taken the position that wealthier countries such as Israel, the United States, so on and so forth, need to be giving these extra doses to poorer countries to stop the variants from developing in un undertreated countries, um, rather than using those to do boosters for their own populations. So it can be argued either way, um, but the World Health Organization has taken the stance that if we want to stop this and stop more of these variants from coming out, we need to focus on getting these poorer countries vaccinated first. Um, so it's an interesting point. But again, as we're seeing, Israel is one of the most vaccinated countries and we still have a variant developing there. So um, again, we just don't know with this. I mean, even, even the scientists don't know for sure how this is mutating, what's affecting it and where it's coming from. Um, it's a very difficult thing to pinpoint. And actually, you know, point of fact, you're right. Uh, what, what I was mistaken about was not where the Omicron came from or where the variants came from, but the fact of the matter that they were breakthrough cases. That's where it was that Israel was one of the first countries reported that they were breakthrough cases uh, or, uh, of people getting uh, getting uh, the coronavirus even after they were vaccinated. And we that actually talked sense. about this. Yeah, mm -hmm. we actually we actually talked about this. You and I in uh, the fact of the matter that people that are they have low immunity or immunocompromised, they are more than likely going to go it because there was people that saying, oh, there are people that are dying even if they're vaccinated. But we talked about that saying that, well, that's going to happen with people that are immunocompromised that are like in stage four cancer or that have, you know, that they're in the last stages of AIDS or something like that. That's going to happen because they're already pretty much set to pass. Well, look at look at my stepfather. Um, you know, my stepfather has uh, 
COPD. He's only got about 40% lung function left and he's been vaccinated. He's got his boosters, he's fully, but because he is immunocompromised, because he's dealing with these underlying respiratory issues, there's still a very good chance for him to contract, you know, a breakthrough case. It, so he still has to be exceptionally careful. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's still it, and it's so funny because I actually watched uh, a TikTok uh, recently, actually, of uh, Fox News reporter saying, oh, I'm sick and tired of wearing a mask. I'm sick and tired of that. Like, well, yeah, all of us are. You're not the only one. But I mean, until until uh, people start actually listening about wearing masks if you're not vaccinated uh about social distancing if you're not vaccinated then this is going to continue to mutate it's going to continue to to keep growing and growing and it's not going to stop yeah that's that's just the facts you know we i mean i'm not saying we could have been done with this if everybody had just jumped on board immediately but you know chances are things would be going a lot better right now if people had actually if we hadn't politicized a freaking virus and you know people had actually just jumped on board and did what they needed to do you know i mean that's what happened with polio back in you know the 20s or whatever it was i mean people just did what they had to do. They knew it was their responsibility to get this taken care of, or this was something that could ruin the world they knew. And that's what we're dealing with now. You know, people need to get on board, follow the science. Yes, it's not perfect. Scientists and doctors are going to be updating their opinions on this virus, on how it changes, on what happens. It's going to be a constant process of changing the way this is viewed as we learn more about it just because a doctor or a scientist says one thing and then has to modify that a little bit later does not mean they're not telling you the truth it means they're giving you everything that they know right now and understand about this and then that's going to be updated as we lose as we learn more so you know people we need to jump on board just look out for other people it's not a political issue it really isn't Okay, I don't care what, you know, some orange, weird-haired guy told you. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who you're talking about. It's not, you know, I'm sorry. It is a real problem. The scientists are not out to get you. People are trying to help. Correct. Correct. So hopefully uh, hopefully this uh, flu-rona doesn't become uh, another another variant. And we hopefully they're, they're able to control this. But... You know, at this point, who knows? In sports, looks like Antonio Brown is gone from Tampa Bay, and uh, Tom Brady had his own thoughts as to what happened uh, with Antonio Brown leaving during the third quarter of the game. Yeah, I mean, that's um, obviously a, a difficult situation. And, um, you know, I think we all want, you know, him to, to you know, just think everybody should find... Uh, you know, hopefully do what they can to help him in ways that, that, you know, he really needs it. And, um, you know, we all love him. We care about him deeply. Um, you know, we want to see him be at his best and, you know, unfortunately won't be with our team, but, um, you know, we have a lot of friendships that, that will last. And again, I think the most important thing about football are the relationships with their, your friends and your teammates and they go beyond the field and, um, you know, I think everyone should should be very compassionate and empathetic toward, you know, um, some very difficult things that are happening. Uh, Tom Brady saying, uh, you know, basically that we need to go ahead and uh, and I don't know, listening to him and saying, oh, well, you know, 
uh, we need he needs to he needs help. He needs this and the other. Tom Brady, this guy lived in Tom Brady's mansion for a little bit when they first started. And he found a lot. He got to know Antonio Brown because he wants to get to know his receivers. And Antonio Brown, like him or hate him, the guy is talented. He's an incredible talent, and he was a great addition to the team. But the problem is, and you and I talked about this, that the guy is problematic. He's got issues, and it doesn't seem like it's ended. He doesn't seem to have uh, learned his lesson after no team wanted to have anything to do with him. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. Um, after everything he pulled with the Raiders, after everything he pulled, you know, with I think, whoever gave him a New shot England, afterwards, New England, you know, it's the guy off obviously is dealing with some stuff and he, he hasn't solved it. I mean, this was one of the most childish acts I've ever seen. And his claim that his ankle was too injured to go back in the game and that's why he got upset is in my opinion bs because he was bouncing around jumping around running around taking his jersey off he's bouncing up and down in the end zone waving bye to the fans so on the peace side his freaking ankle didn't look too injured as he's jumping up and down and running around but somehow he was too injured to go into the game when his coaches said go in you know it's the guy has got issues he needs to deal with it i understand what tom is saying showing compassion but um you know as fans this is something you don't want to see this is something that definitely takes away from the game and i know many people are very tired of whiny bitchy millionaires pulling this kind of stuff i mean the guy that was i've never seen i mean i've seen odell beckham throw tantrums i've i've even seen tom brady throw a tantrum i mean just last a couple last week he threw a freaking tablet on the floor he was so angry he even went up to the new orleans coach and told him to f off i mean Mm -hmm. players in the in the heat of the moment in the heat of the game you do throw tantrums because the frustration gets to you whatever reason it is you do it but you don't leave your teams like your team hanging like that i mean what if antonio brown was a key uh player to win this game against the Jets. And he left in the third. I mean, you still had one full quarter to go. And here's the thing. I mean, if the doctors cleared him for the game, you know, he's had an ankle issue. He was questionable coming up into this game, but we see players who are questionable all the time who go out and play. If the team doctors cleared him to play and the coaches said, go in, you know, you, you don't say no. I'm sorry, that's that's not how this game is played. Um, your coaches say go in, the doctors cleared you, you go in. You know, if you weren't healthy enough to play, you shouldn't have been on the sidelines. So this is this is a him issue, in my opinion. Oh yeah, most definitely. And not only that, but it's it I mean, I still go back to uh, one of the Raiders, the one you tell, like we always talk about, I, I can't write, he's corner, uh, he chopped off his finger or whatever just to play the game. Ronnie Lott, baby. <laughs> Ronnie Lott, thank you. Ronnie Lott, I mean, he chopped off, his, chopped off his finger to play the game because his finger was broken. I mean, come yep. on. Yeah, he was, you know, when he's playing for the 49ers, they were going into the playoffs and he had torn ligaments in his finger and broken his finger. And yeah, they were like, no, you'll be out for three to four weeks, you know, with surgery and you're going to miss the whole playoffs. And he said, ah, chop it off. See, that's that's a player right there. That is a player all the way. So uh, A.B., Antonio Brown, I don't think he's going to be uh, – if he does decide to come back to the NFL, I highly doubt any team's going to want to have anything to do with him. He has completely – he's roasted and destroyed every bridge possible. 
I mean, he's he's gone completely off the rails on this. I mean, I I honestly thought he was done after the, you know, theatrics with the Raiders and then New England. I really wasn't sure anybody would give him a shot, you know, again after that. So to have burned yet another team and burned even more bridges as three teams in one year, um, you know, I I, I highly doubt any team presidents or GMs are going to want to take a chance on this guy, no matter how talented he is. But then again, we're already seeing, you know, these these teams and these managers, you know, who are oh, we're so, you know, we're taking the high road and, you know, people have to be vaccinated, they have to do this and that and the other. Then they get a few injuries or they get a few people out with COVID and then that goes right out the window because they want to win. So they're like, okay, well, we don't care now, you can play. Agreed. So, you know, the almighty dollar speaks and if some team thinks that he can help them win and bring in more money, you know, you never know. Someone may give him another shot. Agreed. Well, that's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for listening to the Navarro Miller Report. Make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday right here on DVI Radio Los Angeles uh, to our show. Uh, same bad time, same bad channel from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Navarro, along with this guy right here that I can't really, you know, stand. It's been wonderful talking with all of you again. Miserable putting up with this guy. (laughs) But we will be sure to uh, come back to you again. Make sure you check me out every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. I'll be playing all the hits on the drive home with me, your host, Dave Navarro. We'll be playing all the hits from 2 to 6 p.m. While you're stuck in traffic, don't worry. I'll be right there with you. For now, we will see you all next time. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report.